Hey, this is Billy, and I want to thank the following Patreon donors. Jamie Sarely, Siren Kai, Michael Murin, Sean Britcher, and Rollbear. This is Donald Trump, and I support this message. And check out these people's sex tapes. <laughs> America, fuck you. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable Actual Play Podcast. We're play. We're going to play. No, actually, no, have a discussion about Numenera. Oh, we yeah. pull it together, Rodriguez. It's all I know, my friends. All I know. It's all I- <laughs> I'm just trying to be part of your world. <laughs> Our characters, or your characters specifically, have finally reached the end of Tier 1. Next time you see these guys, they're going to be Tier 2, the next level up for the Numenera characters. Yes. Oh, yes. Even David's, because he's been slacking for the last couple episodes. I'm only going to say is, you're going to find out later. I'm not going to tell you. It's like, remember, in character, we all think he's dead. Yep. He Mm -hmm. is dead. Yep, and I could. And I never killed those people on the whale, so that's that's another uh, feather. <laughs> one of one of you is sure you didn't kill those people on the whale. At some point, there's going to be so much mind wiping and memory rewriting, we're just going to wind up playing a different game. <laughs> it's going to become vampire and Requiem. Menly. Anyway, <clears throat> fuck. All right. Anyway, so. Because uh, last week was our last session, I asked many of you fellow Fanable listeners to give us uh, questions that we can give the players or even their characters about the last, the last was it, 28 episodes of gaming? Oh, wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? We couldn't even... Oh. We couldn't make it to 30? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys just kept talking. I just had to cut out so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. That's fair. 28 is a very respectable length, William. Oh, it's wow. divisible by two. You tell yourself that. And then that. two again. You tell yourself that. <laughs> you leave 28 out, a bird's going to grab it. So what would our level be if it was if the difficulty was 28? So it's times three, so what is 28 divided by three? Math, Inch. <laughs> <laughs> Dear, Yeah, she just spits venom in my eye and Uh, flies away. About nine nine point three 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 repeating, of course. Of course, of course, of course, of course. course. First, let's introduce our player slash characters in this Numenera campaign. Yep. Hey, everybody. This is Billy, and as many of you might know, or very few of you might know, uh, I play uh, Varric or Vekis, depending on which one the dice uh, where the dice rolls. I am the uh, monk fighter. Uh, What was my? I am the uh, driven. I am the driven. Uh, what's the fighter's name? Oh, uh, glaive. I'm the driven glaive who exists in two places at once. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. This is Angela, and I, of course, play Morale of the Luke Ojeda clan. Uh, she is the uh, annoying kid sister of the group. That's something that has come out during play. Uh, lovable kid sister, though. Everyone loves her. <laughs> <laughs> You can Especially re- Mr. Tagus. <laughs> you can really say we're Luca Hades. Oh. Oh. oh, fuck you both. <laughs> okay, well, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, and I know that I explore dark places. You're yep. a uh, Jack. Studious? Jack. Uh, I don't think I'm, stu- no, I don't think I'm studious. No, I am. Um, rambunctious. You're an annoying uh, <laughs> yeah. Jack. Annoying sibling. Is that, a, is that an option? Explore the- I'm a Jack that explores dark places. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just know that you're, um, you're smart, but you're not clever. God, what is she? That almost, okay, well, whatever. Hey everybody, this is Dave. Supporter? <laughs> we, we have the character although we have to bring him out. That's I'm way a, too much trouble. I'm a racist. Uh, 
I'm well, a racist. Never, I'm a racist bigot. I was like, that's that's pretty inquisitive. Uh, uh, that, yeah, that makes all. You the can sense. be kind of inquisitive, but still be stupid. <laughs> she she's not her stupid. First, she's ignorant. No, she's inquisitive as balls. Yeah. Okay, because she, her first order of business in the first town was to rob a museum yeah. at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was right. You did like, steal it. Because it didn't belong in a museum, it belonged with you. Well, in our defense... Well, it was a pirate museum, so come on. It needed to be in a legitimate place of scholarly research. (laughs) Okay. I don't think it was in a pirate museum, because in order to be pirates, you actually have to be able to go on (laughs) sea. And for some reason, they opted to, no, we shut down the ports. Why? Well, it was Carbs Wednesday. It was fucking carb, man. No, that was the equivalent of like carnival if you couldn't drink or have sex. Yeah. It was like, I don't think you know how this works. It's like, welcome to Vegas for the next week. You can't gamble. It's like, why am I here? Scorpions. (laughs) Scorpions in heat. Hey, everybody. As in it's hot or are are they in heat? You'll find out. (laughs) They're in your bedroom. That does sound like a band name. Scorpions in Heat. Album title, They're in Your Bedroom. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Dave. I play Mr. Tagos, or Valentine Tagos, who is a clever jack who focuses mind over matter. Uh, and he is the de facto... Grown up. Old grown up. Uh, he's not the patron of the group. He's, uh, well, it's the word for when grown ups follow you to the... To a dance or something like that. Chaperone. Uh, helicopter parent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a helicopter jack. Um, and yeah, and uh, he is a uh, slightly older, he's a dignified gentleman yeah, yes. who has many different trades and likes money and telling people what to do. He's good at both. All right, guys, this is Dan, and I play Cohen, uh, the mascot of the group, as it were. Uh, he is a something, something ah, that... Weird uh, nano. Yeah, he's a weird nano that howls at the moon. Yes. Um, basically, he is uh, not necessarily human. He is a thing that uh, turns into a monster uh, mm-hmm. once a month, uh, multiple days a month during the, <laughs> during the uh, moon, and... Uh, tries to eat everyone around him, including the rest of the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he comes in useful every now and then because yeah. he can uh, do spells. Well, you said try. You actually did eat one of your members. It was a dream. Or it was like, a dream. It didn't count. He was it delicious. Was all the dream. He was Again, delicious. How many times are we gonna rewrite memory? Cohen's <laughs> <laughs> a hedgehog. <laughs> now that you know the players, it's time for the questions from our fanable fans. Starting with number one. Number from one. Jamis Enright. What's something about the game system you uncovered during playing you wished you realized before playing? There are sex moves. Yeah, uh, yeah it's in the back. Yep. It's in the back. Well, there's a book with sex objects, so we can try that at some point. Is no. there? No. Oh, yeah. No. I want to read that. Just out of I'll curiosity. send it your way. Yes. I'm knowing that shit. I am so checking that out. <laughs> Ciphers at night. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, big guy, you alone? Yes, I'm a hermit. No, got something for you. I'm a lonely Jack. <laughs> Jacks. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not something. That it's it's just more of a understanding where you're going. Um, you know, we're, we play a lot of games where you know when you start out, you get your ass kicked a lot, which I honestly love. I love getting my ass kicked a lot. Yep. Um, <laughs> but back to that sex book. <laughs> But I, the thing with Numenera is when you start out, you know, you're, you're not battling like giants or anything like that. But 
modern people like guards and shit, you can really fucking – you could fuck up several of them and still be okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess the thing I would say about Numenera, you know, what I would have liked to know beforehand is just how – I, I, I'm surprised at how much I enjoy it because uh, I do like having to use your brain over brawn. But you know, me taking on five guards—that was pretty sweet. Yeah. So it, it, it's very. I think uh, just kind of knowing that the system is very much—you uh, start out being better than a common uh, commoner, but not only that, but you start out being better than several commoners. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah, it's the point of the game that you're supposed to be the heroes of this world. Or future epic heroes, depending on how the story goes. When we reach that point, you're all going to die because, you know, Cohen's going to eat you. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, I have something like that, and it's, uh, it's, it's going to sound dicky. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, Different from normal, huh? It's something I know that having listened to the games I'm not a part of, I feel like you guys don't know, mm-hmm. uh, which is... Yeah, sounds like a dick move already. <laughs> wow, this is when you're going to bring this shit up? <laughs> yep. How many how many weeks have we been playing without you? That I could have called or emailed, but I feel like I knew we were going to do this in a couple of months. Yep. So I felt, You no. meet with us every week. I know. But we're recording now. For this. <laughs> Guys, I'm not going to ruin it when we're not recording. I'm a professional. Uh, no, in all serious, in, in all seriousness, what I do like most about the game, uh, that, uh, I, I have the advantage of not playing a combat character. So, uh, so it's not really a big deal for me or an action oriented character. But I do like the fact that the system is fluid enough so that effectively the game is about stacking. Mm-hmm. The game is about stacking things in your in your uh, in your favor because there's only one method of doing that, and that's steps. You know, there's there's steps, and occasionally you get a plus one or a plus two. Uh, but it's really about it's it's really about stacking. And when we first started playing this, we tried to all go it alone. And so then we started figuring out that if we actually help each other, that like, you know, at the beginning, you're like, well, two people are working at something. It's only one step in the advantage. What's the big deal? Screw up a couple of roles and you start realizing what the big deal is. Um, and so I I feel like I wish we had um, – I mean, there was a narrative reason we wouldn't all be helping each other out. But I feel like stuff like that and – the and things like surprise rolls, a rock almost fell on, fell on us. We had no idea what those bird people were capable of. Stuff like uh, stuff like that. I feel like um, I feel like I wish I had had a little bit better of a grasp. Only because when uh, when we were in mortal danger, I as a player didn't know what what I could do. Aside from like, oh, I run. How does that work in this system? <laughs> um, and. Uh, and, and yeah, just, yeah, just for me, it's a, it's, I wish I was more aware of the stacking system and also the ciphers. Um, uh, I just still, I mean, it's like kind of a gamble. Whenever you pick up a cipher, you're like, oh, okay, cool. This is a, a thing. And then you're like trying to find a way, like put yourself in a situation where it helps. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like that was my mistake when I first started playing that now I'm like, oh, ciphers are everywhere. Yeah. Just like, oh, it's a ring that makes you talk to frogs. Well, fuck frogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the one thing. Like, ciphers are, um, you, you think these are like, they're, they're, they're kind of like in a video game, like, you know, Final Fantasy, like the super elixirs. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, God, I got a super elixir. This heals all my people and it makes sure that anybody who's down is healed and they wake up at full health as well. Uh, I better keep this for an emergency. And then at the end of the game, you realize that you have like 99, like 99 of them. Yeah. You never yeah. used them. That's kind of like how ciphers were for me. It's like, well, I don't want to use this because it's so important. I mean, <laughs> it's a cipher, but now it's just like, okay, yep. eh, I don't really like it. So I'm just going to use my fireball ability on that rock over there to see 
if it melts. That <laughs> didn't. Okay. So that's that's yep. the one. Thing. And the use of surface brings about the most interesting moments in this game, that's especially this grow ray on the leaves, saving your lives from the snake monster. Yep. So many eggs. The eggs hatch, by the way. Cute kids. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, the, what, what, what did you notice during the the game? Um, healing rules. You guys got in a lot of combat when I left. Mm-hmm. You can spend your first turn just healing. Oh yeah, I think we realized that at the last game where yeah. someone's yeah. like, you know, we could and just spend like the fir- like. It's not even like wait fifteen minutes. It's like no, yeah. you can yeah. spend yeah, around. Just it, it doesn't spell it out. And this is not a dig at Monty Cook or you guys, but it does not put enough emphasis on like. On healing, because again, Monty Cook was very specific in this game. The game's not about combat. So they kind of in passing say like, oh yeah, by the way, you can do this many heals, but you're like fucking Wolverine. Any other game, that would be your power. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is the one thing that kind of throws me of just how fucking yeah. easy it is like, mm-hmm. to heal. Like mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, narratively, my character just got thrown against a rock. Yeah, he's going to be a little wounded for the day. Mm-hmm. But in Monty Cook, it's like, nope, you're healed now. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jesus, what am I? Like, and and the, there's a second thing. When we do play again... Um, I think we should all wear... Uh, we don't need name tags because we all know each other's names. By the way, bravo for all of us learning each other's names. Because <laughs> none of us picked a name that is like George. You know? Like, all of us came up with something that was just a jumble of letters. Mm. Or I picked, Mine's Greek. I just wanted to find something that sounded that sounded nice. And I like, went through a bunch of Greek names. Um, so, like, yeah, none of them are George, and we don't have to wear name tags, and that's awesome. But um, we should have um, something uh, that we wear that just has a checkbox, and we check it off when Jesus does a GM intrusion. Because you haven't done that for, like, right. six games, mm-hmm. um, and that's how we make XP. But then again, but then again, this is a 100% uh, uh, realization of rule stuff, because we don't use XP the same way. Mm-hmm. We don't. Because normal – and again, the book kind of goes into, like, oh, a person with XP – um, who spends half their XP on very short-term stuff will be just as forward or like ahead of the game as somebody who spends all their XP on skills. I don't necessarily think that's true. I don't do the math. I didn't agree either. That's why I changed it up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like how we divide it, basically. It's, uh, yeah, it's a the, division the, you, of... Yeah, you give us mostly short-term... Uh, short-term Short-term. XP, and then you give us... Then you just tell us like how many XP we get. Exactly. Like, so I, I want you all on the same level when you guys meet up. Essentially. No, but I bring up the GM intrusion thing because I can because because when I listen to you guys, I know when uh, when we really nail a role, Jesus is the kind of guy who's like he won't cheat. He won't say no. Fuck you. This goes wrong. Um, and that's what I love about you. But that is an uh, that is an economy where you can be like, I don't care. You just got a twenty seven. <laughs> like, huh? and it's a bribery thing. And suddenly you're playing on the greed of your players. It's yeah. So fair enough. And I do like using. I should use more GM and choose. But it's a lot yeah. to remember. That's the yeah, thing. So much it's, stuff. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot to remember. Even though, um, you know, it ain't fate. It ain't. But mm-hmm. it is a lot of stuff to re- is a lot of stuff to remember. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's it. Cool. If I could uh, remember one specific thing, is make sure to read all of the stats and rules for a particular monster before I make you face it. Like because I didn't read the part where basically you took twelve damage when you removed a blood monster from your leg. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's that right. Would've, that would have fucking killed us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I almost what, killed Billy. It, it, it wouldn't have killed you. <laughs> well, just, it would have removed your might and probably your speed. So you're, you would be just a vegetable for a little while, but you heal up. Yeah. I Eventually. thought you were gonna say a vessel. <laughs> yeah, I remember that because you're like, oh, you're like, oh no, well, you didn't know all the information before you did, it. and I was like, Angela rolled a fucking twenty. <laughs> she knows this shit left and right. And you're like, okay, yeah, I, did. I yeah. just fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, as a, as a, may I do a follow up question? Um, what would you guys uh, alter 
about the rule settings, uh, minor tweaks and things like that that you've run into so far? Um, I would clarify a little bit. I mean, and, well, that's the thing. Like, Monty Cook, he kind of leaves some stuff open-ended so you could decide what you, you would want. But it also leaves you a little bit feeling guilty sometimes when you try to argue, like, the best thing for your character. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, it's like, you know, uh, for uh, Vecus. Uh, mm-hmm. um or Ve- uh, Valen, whatever, which one ever I'm playing. Varric, which whatever I'm playing. Um, you know, it says, like, in the in the descriptor of, like, your clone, it's like, he is a perfect replica of you. And it's like, oh, cool. And it's like, well, does that mean he has my s- skills? Like, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so we had to argue back and forth a little bit and decide, like, no, yeah, he does have your skills and shit like that. Um, so I, I just wish, uh, they were a little bit more clear a little bit on, cause, and, and a lot of people say like, oh, I love that about him. Like, you know, you can decide if you're GM, but like I said, it's sometimes I don't like the idea of like, you know, you arguing one case in order to make yourself be more powerful mm-hmm. and the GM having to argue, no, I don't want to make you as be as powerful. Yeah. It feels, it, it starts off the relationship a little bit more antagonistic mm-hmm. than I want. Not yeah. that I think it was a problem for us, but that's, that would be the one thing I wish it was a little bit more clear on some of the questions they have about their powers. And I understand why you're always going to have some questions because they are so open-ended in some mm-hmm. places. But that's about the only thing I would say. Speaking of the open-endedness, I want to supplement. It can be a PDF. Does not, you're not to waste trees on this. But God damn it, give me a list of skills. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. especially with uh, David, I think he might feel the same way with this with the jacks and we get to choose a new skill mm-hmm. every day. It's like, nope, I'm just I'm just good at this today. Yep. And the the list of skills and again, it is like fate in that they're like, no, you can you can do anything. And I'm like, I don't have the bandwidth to think of anything <laughs> at the, the start of every single new day in this game. Mm-hmm. So I would much rather be able to flip, you know, like roll a D100. Hey, you know what? Today I am good at basket weaving. I was thinking the same thing. What if it was like, what if you didn't get to choose? <laughs> you just woke up one day and like, uh... Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know Kung Fu. I know Kung I know Fu. Because uh, then there's also, because it is so open-ended, then you get into, I know we've had this debate a couple of times, it's like, well, what skill really lets you lie? And is it a different skill that allows you to detect lies? Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, the one thing I would, this is actually apropos to what you're talking about, Ange, is uh, I would not have a, a skill named after the actual game. <laughs> and I was thinking about it this morning because I was reading these questions and I was like, Numenera is way too broken of a skill. Yeah, because it makes like you know know anything about Numenera. Because Numenera is anything that is supernatural, technologically advanced, or really has anything to do with 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 powers and things like that. Yeah, that's so, basically the one skill my character has. Like yes. you guys have like sprout yeah. skills. I've got like specialized in Numenera. No, all the things, and that's it. That's basically yeah. my only skill and it's all I use for everything. I'm rolling Numenera. What sucks is like we're technically are we technically Technically supposed to be rolling to just use a cipher, and it's a Numenera roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't we ignore that, which is great because otherwise we're all at a detriment to use the one thing that really it's called. Okay, it's Numenera, part of the cipher system, and if you don't have the Numenera skill, you suck at the cipher system. <laughs> oh, and, really? We're, we're supposed to be using Numenera, rolling Numenera when we use a cipher? Technically, I just basically just have you roll the, the difficulty of the cipher itself. Oh, okay. That's probably seemed easier. Yeah, and sometimes we don't even do that just yep. because it's like it gives you a plus one armor. Like, great. Mm-hmm. Like, we could totally blow that roll. <laughs> um, so it, so my, my comparison would be like if we ran, Billy, if you ran a vampire game and there was a skill called vampire and it's <laughs> what you roll to interact with vampires, to detect vampires, to think about vampires and to use all of your disciplines. So like, it's like, why wouldn't anybody ever just have vampire? Vampire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. Um, so, so I feel like 
if there's something that could be moved around, it would be Numenera would no longer be a skill upon itself. For instance, I like the idea that there'd be something called like the like a weird. Um, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, like, I don't know, fucking supernatural, supernatural sensations. But the idea that, like, like, uh, both, Car- uh, Angela's character and, and Daniel's character can at the same time detect psychic ability and when nanobots are creating something. <laughs> you know what? That is true. It's like, it, and it also makes a little bit like, and I think we've written about this uh, and other things. There's a little bit of dick stepping with Angela and mm-hmm. Cohen mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, uh, Angela's ne- like neat stepping. I believe you're, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or yeah, uh, neat oh. stomping or whatever oh. it's called. Um, uh, <laughs> but the idea is like, I there would be nice to know that there was like Numenera specializations, not like I'm specialization, just like you, you, Cohen, would be knowledge of the weird. Angela, you would be knowledge of ancient cultures. Like, something that basically... Uh, allows you to specialize. Allows you to basically be unique. So, when we're in something, Angela says, don't worry, Cohen, this is my wheelhouse, and I'm going to try it's to roll for it. It's also hilarious that I do not have the Numenera skill on its own. I have it because I have sabotage. <laughs> That's just the most random collection sabotage of skills. Is sabotage is so fantastic. Set traps. Lock pick. Numenera. <laughs> because you must what know means, it to break it. <laughs> what that means is like lockpick, set traps, rocket science from 3,000 <laughs> years in the future. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's like actually a really good statement about Numenera kind of just being – it's just – it's important but Numenera, it just it, – It's almost like they're like, okay, we uh, we have like the physical attributes. We mm-hmm. Oh, we have the physical skills. We have the uh, the social skills and then we have the uh, like the knowledge skills. Oh, what's knowledge skills? That's like all the Numenera stuff. How about we just put it all in Numenera? Cool. Let's make Numenera a skill. Which is wild because if you think about it, combat is not something that you can actively become better at as a skill. You have to wait till you level up and then you can get certain powers that allow you to be better at it. Don't you think that Numenera would run the same way? That you just kind of suck in Numenera when you're a newbie? And then as you grow, you can be like, well, I have the option of taking like a fighty ability or I can be better at Numenera. And then you can start separating. So for instance, like we were talking about, like it makes no sense that Cohen can walk up to uh, an object and be like, I like, cause you are, you are, you are ensconced in Numenera. You flow with Numenera. You're like, I basically can, am one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell when someone's trying to read my brain, when someone's using a, a, a glyph, but you can pick up a piece of technology and be like, I know exactly what this is. Like that, that, but you know, that seems like more like Angela's wheelhouse. So, so it's kind of surprising to me that it's just something you can buy with like stealth. <laughs> and, and you know that's always been kind of my one problem with Numenera. I mean, when we were first playing it as, and I think we've we've done it uh, kind of uh, worked with ourselves. Like Jesus, you've kind of made this where you made us a little more specialized. Yes, but like when we first played uh, Numenera. Oh, we all the original characters. Yeah, yes. yeah, and that was fine. It was fine. But <laughs> oh, we literally oh, you like mean the murderers. Yeah. <laughs> but they were kobolds. But like at one point, like you know, our our tech guy, which was I think uh, Dan, Dan's uh, whatever, he couldn't get into a room. Um, and then, like, David's character, who's kind of like, you know, I'm a scholar, I should be able to maybe figure this out. He couldn't get in the room. They're like, Billy, do you want to roll? And I'm like, I have Numenera. And they're like, well, that's good enough. And I'm like, my character's a dumb kid. Like, mm-hmm. he has Numenera because he likes looking at shiny rocks, not because he can figure out, like, how to adjust some knobs in front of him. So, and yeah. then I rolled, and I got, like, a perfect score. I'm like, I guess I just fucking hacked the system. Yeah. So, it's a, you are right. Numenera does feel like a really powerful thing that everybody needs, but since everybody needs it, it's a, it's weird. 
That's, that's the closest thing I think. It's something that everybody needs in order to function in Numenera, but since everybody has it, it seems like everybody's dick-stepping over, like, a certain kind of knowledge. Like, I want to be the nanite knowledge person. Mm. It's like, well, great, I'm the warrior, it kicks ass! And I can also do what the nanite knowledge person <laughs> yeah. Except for the spells, yeah. it's like, but, you know, you know, uh, yes, instead of the spells, whatever, but I can swing a fucking hammer, I don't need to do, do your cool shit. I, I just feel that is it makes people kind of step over each other, especially when you have sim- two similar characters who are knowledge based. Like, yes, Angela's a jack, but she is also, unlike I think Tagos when he's a jack, he's more I'm a jack, but I lean closer towards the combat jack. Where mm-hmm. Angela is like, yes, I'm a jack, but I lean more towards the nanite half of that equation. Because literally all Morale can do is swing a stick. Yeah, yes. so you can apparently that. jump out of a tree like a lemur. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> So, I love how your battle cry is, he's my friend! <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's a giant monster, he's gonna eat me! That was the cutest thing! That was like a Muppet trying to fight in Game of Thrones! <laughs> so that would be, uh, you're right, Numenera is a little bit uh, yep. cumbersome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. The next question is from Sean Brecher. Any advice for GMs and players new to Numenera, both the rule system and mainly the setting? I've read the book and love the world, but when I've tried to play it at a convention, I have problems with uh, with figuring out what to do. Everything is weird and anything is possible. <laughs> Billy and I just jumped out of our chairs. <laughs> I would say the biggest thing you need to do in Numenera, like LSD. LSD. <laughs> no, here's – just – if you're playing with like a convention game, good luck. No, convention games are really hard for you to like really uh-huh. kind of navigate. It's like you get for what you get. For pretty much any system. Yeah, any you system. You can be the most knowledgeable mm-hmm. person. You end up with one newbie. Yeah, and yeah. but but with, but with Numenera especially, it's like you're not going to know what you get. But if you're going to get with a group, kind of talk it out so you all know – the DM knows what the player wants. Like mm-hmm. – you kind of know that we are more interested in kind of the fantasy setting of, yes, there's these weird shit in yep. the world, but we are traveling by Jinjin and yep. walking and their swords and, you know, sorceries. Yeah, shit. that was my first focus for the first game. Yeah. The first game, you are, you're on a caravan and you're attacked by wolves. Yeah. I replaced a caravan with floating things and the wolves are, are grave hounds or whatever they were called. Broken hounds. Exactly. Broken hounds, thank yeah, you. Yeah, so. We want, you knew what we kind of wanted. You didn't want us to start out there saying, hey guys, you're in the Matrix. Who wants to have sex with their yep. letter? Key? And there's like, again, guys, we're going to go to that book when we have the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you just basically yeah. starting this out, you need to basically know what kind, what I think, you know, people are like, oh, you shouldn't put a label on Numenera. It's like, no, absolutely. Yeah. Know what story you want to tell and what yeah. kind of setting of Numenera. If you, you want to make it a fantasy game, make sure to set it as a regular fantasy game like, uh, D&D game, instead of fighting goblins, you're fighting Murden. Figure yeah. it out that way. Yeah, my, my thing was, was going to be very much like what, uh, what Billy just said. And my recommendation would be, um, would be two, twofold. One, either, uh, what, well, first thing you're gonna wanna do is control the setting. So decide, how fast do you want your setting to be? I almost always set all of my games in a city mm-hmm. and put everything in the city so there's no reason to leave the city because you can control it. There's boundaries and you set up soci- uh, you know, societies and stuff like that. So decide how big you want your game to be. And then decide in that, for ease of use, separate each individual area with a certain aspect of sci-fi fantasy. Mm. So for instance, if you're going to go to two different towns, have one town be mostly fantasy with sci-fi, with sci-fi leaning. So for instance, like a sword that is a digital readout or something like that. Mm. And then the next town, do a sci-fi. This at 95 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it's like, it's like, uh, your, your last victim had herpes. Like, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> thanks, uh, singing sword. You could have Sorry. told me before the cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, oh, it'd be an auto-tune. So like, your life had, doesn't matter. Please. He had three children. Would you like to know their location? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's what I'm cool. talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like, Jesus, is there an alignment system? Because my sword is evil. <laughs> and then and then the next town, have it be sci-fi with a with a fantasy yes. bet. So, like, for instance, it would be like Dune. It would be like, sci-fi up your ass. Mm-hmm. But then it would be like, barons and shit still running things instead of corporations, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, boom, you've pretty much hit the two major points of Numenera. Yep. Perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. No black Snap people. <laughs> In the future, there are no black Wow, that'd be terrible. Make Numenera great again. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Racist. Are we going to cut that out? Nope. <laughs> well, you're going to need that if Trump wins. Yeah. yeah. Billy. The that you're safe. Billy, the cute one. Angela, the professional one. David, the racist. <laughs> guys, my, mo- my family's watching this. <laughs> we know. Both Varn and Fairytale had similar questions. Once we started playing the long shot, did our motivation to play our usual fighter games begin to degrade or, on the flip side, did you find playing an ongoing game in the long shot starting to wear us out? Uh, I would say, uh, sometimes it's, it's a little, it can wear me out because, it's not really wearing me out, um, but it's more like, okay, we have to play Numenera this weekend. And once we play, it's always, it's always good, but there is sometimes it's like, but I just got this new game and I really wanted to play it, mm-hmm. but have to keep the long shot going. So it's, it's a, it, it's a labor of love. That's what the long shot has been. Yeah, yeah it, it basically just tosses in, like, responsibility. I don't come here for responsibility. <laughs> yeah. I come Welcome here to play to a fantasy. Yeah. yeah, I come here to pretend to be an elf. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think like I haven't been an elf in, like, ages. How many years have been <laughs> you played a game where I get to be an elf? Fine, next game you could be a fantasy. I'm going to be an elf. elf. You're gonna I don't care elf. what we're playing You're an elf game. with spies. I'm an elf. <laughs> I think the only thing I would say about, um, for, on, on that, for that question is, you know, with Numenera, um, yeah, everybody's right. You, there is responsibility, but I do think we've been we were playing a lot more one shots mm-hmm. uh, because occasionally it'll be like, well, we're gonna play Numenera, and Jesus is like, okay, I'm tired. I don't want to run a longer game because I want somebody else to go. Mm-hmm. And most of us only play one shots, or mm-hmm. we'll say like, oh, well, I need three sessions to to tell the story, and then it's like, well, in three sessions we need to get back to Numenera. So mm-hmm. occasionally it does slow us down, but I think we're getting better. Yeah. I think what we we just kind of learned is if we play Numenera. We probably need to play Numenera for a longer than we usually play a normal game. Uh, so we get like four, five, six weeks out of one session. Yes, yeah, so it's definitely the fact that basically we love playing all these games. We just need to figure out when to schedule these games so that we don't kill ourselves with stress. I think yeah. what we need to figure out is how we get even more Patreon uh, donors yeah. so that we don't have to work and we can do this more. <laughs> oh, God, yes. If we yeah. got $10,000 a month, people, I'm, I'm going to get on a plane <laughs> and you'll never see me, see me motherfuckers ever again. Yeah, that's again. our job then. Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. $10,000 a month would be more divided by five would yeah. still be more than I make. <laughs> Full time. Yeah, it would be $2,000 a, a month. So. Yeah. I would be able to happily live in Brooklyn, uh, which is my fantasy. <laughs> uh, from, for my own part, I'm actually really psyched that we're doing a long-term game because I feel like we, I feel like we do the other long-term games because we kind of like them, but we don't necessarily discover a world like we discovered Numenera. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
we didn't discover Warhammer 40K. Warhammer 40K <laughs> discovered us. <laughs> With uh, a bolt to the head. Exactly. Or um, or uh, the steampunk vampire uh, zombie game. Uh, uh, on Hollows. Yeah, we can quantify that very quickly because it's a, it's an amalgam of, of different popular popular concepts. Numenera, we had to figure out from the ground up and also our characters mm-hmm. because we get one sentence, but then how we approach that sentence, like... It has grown so organically. It's fulfilled something in me because it's what I love about long-term games is that you start with a very basic concept and then after a while you develop actual relationships as opposed to imposed relationships. One of the things that we've done to, to, uh, one of the rules that we skipped is that we didn't do the, 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 the narrative hook, mm-hmm. uh, with every character when you develop a, mm-hmm. you, like you have to roll or you choose and somebody else in the group has a relationship with you mm-hmm. and that, Kind of, it felt a little forced, and so we decided to skip it. Now everything's kind of organic. Yeah. That leads to Kevin Lovecraft. The next question: Did you feel less pressure to push the story and character development in a long form campaign? Did it feel more organic? No, no. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was really sympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I know, still don't have well, I gave each of you a character biography. You just have to follow it. That's all. Yeah. I-, I will be honest with you. At the very beginning, it felt less organic for me. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit more uh, like occasionally. I-, I really wanted to say like. My character's leaving. Like, my character's going to leave <laughs> yeah. you fuckers. But it's a long-term game, so I yeah. didn't want it to be like, Numenera! Yeah. And let's go to the Vecus. Yeah. what he's doing down the street. When like, I yeah. first had had the introduction with uh, Cohen's character becoming a giant monster, which was great, like, cinematically, but after that, it's like, why would you want to hang out with this guy who basically might eat you? Yeah. No, that's so, it. Because yeah. I'm adorable. <laughs> well, he is cute. I mean, no, it did he's help that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it was Cohen, like, the introduction to Cohen. Yeah. I love, like, you're a great role player, but it was just like... You literally turn into a monster yeah. and eat everything. It's like, yep. why don't we leave you? Mm-hmm. But but now I will hunt you down. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think we kind of like had to force ourselves We're to friends. like, you know, mm-hmm. we had to force you ourselves don't get to leave me now. <laughs> yeah, we had to force ourselves a little bit to uh, accept Cohen. But now I think we have it. So it's like, no, we we we. We're friends of Cohen. Yep. Like we want. Oh, I out. always loved Cohen. It's Neok that I've got <laughs> yep. issues with. Right? Yeah, it's Neok. And it's to also, be fair, I have issues with Neok too. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it was also just it was just everything. Like we were just all kind of like uh, I'm. I know it was fun for us to have secrets mm-hmm. between our characters for a while, but I'm glad they're all out there. Like for a while, when they're I was not like, all out there. Tagos has got a whole yeah, t- yeah. shitload. Tagos is, is is another story. No, no, I've read his biography. It's all out there. Yeah. Don't worry about. Cohen, it. Like I also, I'm glad that Cohen is finally like you know. Morale now sees Cohen as Cohen. <laughs> yep. And for a while, it was but fun I that no one, yeah, it was fun that no one believed that, uh, my character had a twin. Yep. It's kind of nice now, like, we had that fun little play, but now it was like, now we know he's not just insane. We've seen, like, one get spaghettified once, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. That's so, <laughs> so I think it's good that, you know, it, it was a little bit more forced in the very beginning, but now it's, it's a very organic feel. It feels a lot more like our characters are friends to each other, mm-hmm. whereas in other games, it feels a little bit like, why do we even talk to each other? Yep. Yeah, and something that I really like about Numenera, which is so weird because we all get one sentence and it's very cut and dry, like what you're good at. We don't have roles. We just have things we do in each other's lives. Like we have, we have social, not even social roles. We're just each other. Like your uh, character, Billy, is a quote unquote fighter. But in a fight, you know, like none of us expect you to be a quote unquote fighter or out of a fight. You're just your character. You're a character with your baggage. And the same thing with like Angela's character and Cohen, uh, Daniel's characters. Like when we are just interacting, we are not the mage, the fighter, the rogue, the werewolf, um, werehog. Werewolf. 
Werehedgehog. We're Werehedgehog. We're we're um, yeah, we're just like in any given situation, we're just four people trying to get through a given situation and we put our heads together. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I love most about the, the, the long running nature of the, uh, of the game. It's that you cannot put on paper what any one of us does so exceptionally that, that, that is their moniker for the rest of the game, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so that's what I, I, uh, I really like about the organic nature of, bless you, of, uh, of, of the game. Yeah, perfect. Our next question is from our friend from the Colton Teen Dive, Modrigan. Yay. How you doing, Modrigan? Everything good? good. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> For your adventures, do you have it all planned out beforehand, or do you let each adventure grow from the last one? No planning. Oh, I have everything oh, planned out. Wasn't yeah. that the agreed upon time? That wasn't that agreed upon. Yeah, like... that was actually part of the agreement that we would do the long shot. Hazy, so you would plan shit. <laughs> well, well, I okay. Technically, I started the first. I planned the first session. <laughs> you lying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then remember when we had to go back and forth on what happened to my people because. Yep. That got right. Yeah, yeah, about that. So next right, question. going back to that original question of how to run Numenera. <laughs> no, no, that's actually very valid. Oh. Numenera is so weird. You have to establish the meta stuff. True. We didn't talk about the fact that there is a giant, not onomatopoeia, a giant landmass. Pangea. 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 We didn't talk about that. Yeah, right. Oh, and that. also that changes your mentality of the world. Mm-hmm. All right, because you go into a world assuming that there's you know continents. there's yes. continents. There's continents. It's a basic stuff, you know. Like mm-hmm. so, if you look at Numenera, it looks like it's Europe like yeah. like the, is, there's the map of Numenera it's like that is just Europe on a map what's like where, what's the fucking states doing <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so so yeah so I'd say uh, to go jump back to that real quick establish the meta stuff in the book you know yeah. like like yeah you might go to a like oh talking birds are just uh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> establish normality Yes. That's it. Yeah, Establish no, I, Like when you had like talking birds, I was like, is this a normal thing? You're like, oh yeah, they, they hang out sometimes. It's like, okay, my mm-hmm. character's not as weirded out as I am right Because now. every time we interact with someone, we don't know if Cohen's supposed to be there. <laughs> because we don't know how they're going to react. Uh-huh. And then in the beginning, uh, he's just here like, eh, Numenera. And we're like, cool, Numenera. Uh-huh. But we've never run into anything other than people so far. Sure. So it's like, okay, so Numenera, cool. Pangea, cool. Morales people did kind of cool, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So so I think it was like what was it? it was like during the first session, like you just said, like it was just <laughs> out there. And, and Jesus is like, oh yeah, no, no. There's like a vast ocean out there. There's <laughs> yes. nothing. There's no, there there's no land they could have possibly landed on. And then yeah. Angel is like, no, no, he wasn't even talking no. about her people. He was just talking about like we're like, oh yeah, we're trying to cross the ocean. He's like, oh, there's no, there's one ocean that no one goes into because it's just one landmass. And Angel is yeah. like, where did my and people honestly, go? That- and he's like, oh, uh, <laughs> that is my maybe fault. on a whale. No, that's that's my fault for sticking too closely to the source material. Yeah, like in the source material here's the thing in the source material there is only at least technically there might be more stuff in the future there's only one man major life one pangea there's no real way for all of you to know that because mm-hmm. also, as far as you know all you guys know is that little slice of europe mm-hmm. so trying to give, put all this information for on your characters was a mistake on my part. i mean have you ever considered just i mean it's not like we we have definitely said like no there's only one life yeah. have you ever just considered saying like no people know that there's other continents out there. Even you know, if there like, aren't continents, the, the the fact that there aren't continents doesn't mean there can't be islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Well, islands, you're like, absolutely right. It doesn't have like to just like, be flat ocean. I think the yeah. word looks like a giant butt. <laughs> yep. I <laughs> totally peach. agree with everything you just said, including <laughs> the butt part. <laughs> but yeah, don't don't. Uh, this honestly, I've read the source. I love the source material for Numenera, but like all good GMs, don't make it 100 percent canon. Especially yeah. if it defects the fun of the players. Or make it 100 percent canon and just make it clear. And this goes, I think, mm-hmm. for. Any game that it has a, a narrative to it, 
is just let your players know, hey, we're adhering to this part of the narrative. We're not adhering to this yeah, other basically part. Basically, establish what your PCs in character know. Because, sure. you know, Numenera is really, really, really weird. Your players are going to run into things that are really, 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 really weird mm-hmm. to them. But you need, they need to know, but my character finds this normal or no. This is also really weird to my character. Yeah, like I yeah. remember one time we were laying down, like, and you say, oh, you see, like, somebody riding a giant lizard flying by. And mm-hmm. we're like, okay, let's grab, like, our weapons. And you're like, oh, no, no, this is common. This is, they're known as the flyers of this. You know, mm-hmm. they fly everywhere. It's like, oh, then. You're right. Okay, good well. Night. <laughs> well, good night. Falcon! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it is, I think David said it best. Define normality within True. Numenera. Yeah. Um, also, you said a great, uh, Jesus, you know, decide what you want, what canon you want and what you don't, and make it clear to the players, uh, what to expect. Yeah, so tell me what you want, what you really, really yeah. want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> I want you to listen to the next question from Call Me Ishmael. Call Me Ishmael asks, when the Longshot Project was in the planning stages, were there other games in the running? If so, why was Numenera was a better fit? We answered the last question correctly, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we kind of got off. Yeah, uh, you sure? Yeah, yeah. there's like the G- What was the last question? <laughs> oh, sorry, right? Uh, for so your you adventures. Have it planned out. Do you have a planned out, or do you? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so like so we yeah. yeah, we actually never answered that. Uh, oh, so, right. Hey, Zeus, you said you would plan out, and now you lied to us. I'm a liar. Sorry. Madrigan, you made me a liar. Thanks a lot. No, I think you made yourself a liar. <laughs> Madrigan just brought it yeah. down to the light. Because Madrigan was, yeah. is our knight in shining armor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Madrigan, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, when we, when we were going to do the, uh, the, the long shot, we said the only stipulation was whoever is the GM has to prepare. Jesus, you lying. <laughs> so wait, let me get this straight. When you guys were interrogating a man who said he killed my character, mm-hmm. and then he exploded into a giant brain. Mm-hmm. That came across as totally planned. Because <laughs> what that says to me is Jesus was up late one night, the night before, saw the black and white film, The Brain That Wouldn't Die, <laughs> like saw five seconds of it, and was like, yep, turned out the light, went to sleep. <laughs> that was a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your question. It was it was a part of the deal that there would be planning. Um, I don't know how, how far that deal has fallen. Mm, anyway, next question. <laughs> Like the deal has been altered. Pray he does not alter it further. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next B point for Daniel. Yeah. From Kobe Ishmael. <clears throat> when the Logshed projects were in the planning stages, were there any other games in the running? If so, why was Numenera a better fit? Uh, we did have a couple. We actually considered for uh, briefly like the part-time gods yes. of fate. Yep. Uh, but we didn't go with that because we enjoyed part-time gods. We were going to use our original characters. Mm-hmm. Um... But we just weren't, we, I, I, as fanable, we all agree that we like fate. Like, we think it, some of us think it's better than, you know, better than some. Um, but we're not in love with fate. I don't think no. any game that we've ever played, like, this is the perfect game. It's, we like fate more than Apocalypse World, which we don't like Apocalypse <laughs> yeah. World very much yeah. at all. Um, it's not so, we like more yeah. than Apocalypse World, though. Yeah, like Trump. <laughs> uh, Seriously. And Dick stepping. Yeah, Dick's up. But, we considered part-time gods, but we decided to go against that just because it's like, well, we're not sold on fate. And we liked the setting of part-time gods, but we had already given it up at one point. Yeah. And we weren't sure if the, the, the change in system would be enough to keep us around. Yeah. 
because the only problem we had with part-time gods was the system. Yeah. Um, but we weren't, but since fate is never, fate is hit or miss yeah. on something. Yes. Like it works well with Dresden and Atomic Robo doesn't work on so, so well on other things. So that's why we yep. didn't do that. I know there was a couple of others. I think we were talking about D and D. That was always yeah. on the table. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition was always on the. T- and here was another thing we we discussed. It was not always Jesus going to be the GM. It was whoever. It was the. We kind of had several people who were going to say like, uh, uh, whoever does the long shot has to be prepared and stuff like that. I mean, for a while we even considered maybe doing a Shadow Run mm-hmm. as a long shot, and we were deciding if we wanted to do the mainstream one, a new one, or even just the Saints of Suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. David said, like, oh, I couldn't, you couldn't, uh, promise to plan as much. Uh, we considered D&D, and then. Turns out it wouldn't have mattered, though. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it turns out. Uh, we considered Dungeons and Dragons, but that would have been me, I think, because I was running my D&D game. Um, and I couldn't offer a promise at the time to be able to uh, do the as much planning as I want, would want for that. Mm And then, and then we all just at one point just said, like, you know what? Numenera is popular. Uh, we didn't oh, yeah, like it one was, time. This was a, a, a kind of blatant, like, let's appeal to what's popular. Yes. It was, there was yeah. that, but there was also like, we did not like Numenera as much as everybody liked it. Um, let's just, and, and I think we all decided, realized it was because, uh, cause I speak That's for everybody. Yes. Uh, no, it was because we all were trying to make Numenera something that like, our characters were like, Kids, like we were trying yes. to make Numenera something that it wasn't. So we went and we wanted to try walking in the Numenera. They make a character like they expect you to. Someone who's travels and is worldly and knows shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. So once we did that, I think that's when we were like, oh, this actually is a fun game. Yeah, the, uh, the ill-fated earlier Numenera game though, uh, as Ange brought up, is where we got the term pervy kobolds. <laughs> yes, yes, it wasn't all bad. Yeah, yeah. so pervy kobolds, you have that. And, uh, so that game, and it's, 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 it's radical distribution of ice grenades. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's another game right there where we didn't really talk about, like, the meta narrative and stuff like that. Cause I remember at one point we ran into, like, a mouse riding a cat and he exchanged. That was ridiculous. He exchanged, like, money for the small saddle. <laughs> I mean, that's the shit that's like, and we all looked at Hastings and we're like, is this like a normal thing? Like, should we not be in I this? will say. And then you would just say Numenera. Okay. No. And honestly, that, that was a, dick move on my part. That, no, it was, it was, it was funny. No, 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 it, it was funny as hell, move. but it just... It wasn't a dick move at all. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. It's just another example of what makes this one better is we went and saying, like, we don't want that really crazy fantasy yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've run with it. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that when you use that, it was bad because in Numenera, that's a thing where you do have talking animals. In this one, you now... We kind of said, like, okay, if we're going to go into this, let's take what we did not like about the last one and talk about it. And once we talked it through, we we're like, okay, I mm-hmm. think we can play Numenera as long as we know what we want. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we finally settled in. It was popular. We thought people would like it. And we discussed what we didn't like about the last time and what we could change to make it better. And that was yeah. Kind of and the popularity thing may seem a little cynical, uh, perfect cobalt listeners. Uh, but th- I mean, there are two things that go into but that. Daddy one, to get paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, one, we, we are a podcast that's been on for, Five years. Six. So six. six. What? I'm a yeah. man. And you've only been here for five years. But the rest of us yeah. have been here. Technically, for six. only a member since like Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, by the way, officially yeah. to Fandible. Oh, do I get health insurance? <laughs> um, nope. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> have to be full time for that. Yep. <laughs> um, you're a scab. You're just <laughs> whenever uh, you're just a scab until Gary finally comes back and starts playing with us. Oh, is that <laughs> why that giant inflatable rat's outside your apartment? <laughs> yeah. Among other reasons. Yep. Among other, uh, so, so yeah, inflatable. one was well. 
the the yeah i mean for 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 the sake of listenership and also for uh for outreach for for the podcast yeah we we picked something that more people would be aware of and that is popular but there's a secondary bonus and that is there's less buy-in to the listener to our listener base to to you listening to this gtrt right now that if we pick something really obscure we may have to con continuously remind listeners what weird shit we are doing. Whereas with Numenera, uh, you know, I checked, you can just go to the Numenera wiki and it just summarizes it really quickly. Um, and it's got enough of a, it's got enough of a name recognition so that you, or at least somebody, you know, is aware of Numenera and you can jump right in. Not as much as D and D, but enough so that you can jump right in and be like, fucking, why is there a talking mouse? Oh, Numenera. Well, and not only that, but we kind of realized that what Numenera would do for our other games is it would allow for us to play more obscure things. Like people mm -hmm. will, will come to a website that says like they have a long shot campaign of Numenera. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Now I'm done listening to Numenera. Okay. What else do they have? What's this? Uh, dread? I don't know. Like they, they, that gives them, if they, though they like us in Numenera, that means they're going to listen to our other stuff, which means that they would listen to the indie stuff that we play, like, yeah. uh, Blockbuster, uh, tabletop Western, blockbuster, uh, yeah. yeah, tabletop blockbuster, which is still one of the funniest campaigns oh. we've ever ran. Uh, to like, <laughs> into dig the your world. grave, yeah, into the into the world, or just the Billyverse, or yes. like just the other stuff that uh, Newman. We wanted to be able to get more people that haven't already found us by uh, kind of appealing to something that's popular in order for them to kind of start noticing our other stuff as well. Yeah, we're basically a super group that does a little bit more poppy stuff, mm -hmm. but then we've got our you know we've got our uh, original our indie label. Oh, yeah. we yeah. Fallout Boy. <laughs> Shut up! That would be awesome. <laughs> Follow boy, I know your fans. Uh, you're more than welcome to uh, send us an email our way. Tell us uh, what characters you'd like to play in our in a D and D campaign. Mm -hmm. Pete, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that I'm guessing that Pete Wentz would probably want to play. A, a who's wizard. the one who Who's the person who does our Numenera music? Daniel Allardyce. Mm -hmm. uh, Daniel, thank you so much. You do a great job. But if Fallout Boy decides to replace <laughs> you, you are replaced. Oh, I'd like to hold on that. No, no, Fallout no, no. Boy. The, the yeah. music did you remember the Ghostbusters? They, yeah, they no, did the music no, the no, 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 no. Fallout Boy, I still love you. But we no. all make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Such as, oh, no, no, okay, no. So no. we'd right. have to listen to you, Fallout Boy, before we change. Uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's, maybe it's, it's, not, it's an automatic accept. How about Sorry. like Fallout Boy and Danny uh, get together and they work together and <laughs> oh, find oh, collaboration. collaboration? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Oh, but only if it has Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to the next segment of the game where we're moving from the players to the characters themselves. So we're going to transition. All right, uh, I. I'm the Watcher at the tower at the edge of the forest, which is a better name than the city at the edge of forever. He stole my shtick. At the edge of the forest? That makes you sound like you're homeless. I, I'm the Watcher. You're in another dimension. I can put you anywhere. I'm the Watcher. I I control everything beyond the tracks. Okay. What? You want to find out where your friend Tinkos went? You're going to have to find me a can of beans. You are now your characters. Let's oh. answer some questions. This question from another dimension is from Daniel Allardyce. On a scale of old metal mixing bowl to chrome finish, how shiny and reflective is a spot on Tagos' armor? Is that the armor that we left out in the forest? Yep. For it to rust? <laughs> so is it, is it after the rainstorm, after it's been rained on for a couple of years, or before? Okay, I'm just going to assume this before. Uh, I would say it's 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 bright. Yeah, <laughs> Varric uh, thinks it's it's really bright, but uh, you know me, I just I think it's awesome. 
uh, you know, Vacus, uh, which is me, I just, you know, I like it. It just like pops, like pop, pop, pop. It's kind of like, um, he walks in the room and it's its own spotlight. So the, like the, the sun hits it and it's like, Dreamweaver. <laughs> and then like the world slows down. It's awesome. He's awesome. I miss Tegos. So it sucks that he died. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't, what are you guys talking about? A whale? <laughs> 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 We're leaving with that. Next question. From oh, another... no, no, no. Oh, unless you guys want... No, no, that's good. I'm yeah. fine. You guys good? I, I, unless Mr. Tagos himself would like to speak from beyond the grave. It's too bright. <laughs> when I got that armor, it was very specifically supposed to be a gun chrome. Now, there are three different shades of gun chrome, but in the place that I bought it, it offered four. The fourth kind was a design of the blacksmith. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't easy to get. I had to wait a full 10 minutes. I had him drop all of his things and make it. I put good coin, good shins into that armor. It was going to make my eyes pop. (laughs) And it was going to detract from some of the smile lines on my face. (laughs) Well, the good news is a squirrel lives inside it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, all of a sudden, due to someone... I squirrel you might have been. Hi. <laughs> squirrel like. Suddenly, I have the mirror for a woman's compact on on my shoulder. Uh fun fact, when you're captured by ne'er do wells and criminals, and there is a spot on your shoulder that gleams like a sheriff's badge, they don't take kindly to this. <laughs> Wait, is that how they found you in the water? Like <laughs> We were all like drowning. They couldn't find us, but they found you because they kept on seeing like a, like the reflection of the sun on your armor. Well, it's better than that anglerfish that wanted to flux me when I was down there. <laughs> all right. The next question from another dimension is from Matt Burr. Is the Lucahena clan gesture only made using hands or does it involve other parts of the body, perhaps crossing your eyes while raising one eyebrow? Okay, so that's a good question, but that suggestion is ridiculous because the Lukoheda clan is a very ancient clan, uh, very proud traditions, and um, really I shouldn't be sharing it with outsiders. I'll let you finish. But here's what it is. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. But... That's awesome. <laughs> well, what is it? What is it? No, I can't share it with outsiders. Sorry. But we're not outsiders. We're your friends. <laughs> I mean, Moral, okay, okay. Moral, we're inside <laughs> right now. Okay, you're in another it, dimension. If you think about it, you're not telling us. You're telling your good friend Cohen there. <laughs> Cohen, hit her with the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, wrong eyes. Wrong eyes. No. Where did you get those? It's me. How many do you have? <laughs> just throwing just eyeballs. Just he has eyeballs. Like, <laughs> where did you get those? <laughs> We haven't been to All a town right. in weeks. So the answer, listeners, you'll never know. Never. Right. I'm assuming that it's like the uh, Three Amigos salute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question from another dimension is from Fairy's Tale. Would there be, ever be a Cohen plushie made? Because I'd buy it. And also, what would it look like? So I'm 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 going to go with a, a your standard action figure, right? Plastic and uh, and bulging muscles and all that. And then you take a, a plush hedgehog. And you just rip off the piece and just sort of stuff the plastic figure into it, so the arms are kind of like out the sides. I'm so gonna... you're you're taking unsold Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> yeah, like plushies yeah. and putting them on like unsold like, like he, he, lead painted GI Joes. Yeah, 
But yeah. it would be like uh, it would be like the Chinese knockoff Sonic the Hedgehogs, like not the actual intellectual properties. So it's like it's Sonic. soundy, <laughs> soundy. Okay, yeah, sound soundy the soundy the. The, the yeah. quickly moving. I should I yeah. should just make that, and then we can give it away to a listener. Well, I I actually know exactly what this would look like. Does anyone remember the 1980s toys known as Popples? Yes, Popples. Yes. So on the outside, it would be Popples were a plushy toy that you could fold inside out yep. using their using their um their pouch. their pouch, and they would be a different Popple on the other side, yep. different colored and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, so the normal side would be kind of cute and fluffy, mm-hmm. and then you turn them inside out, and it's just horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Just fangs and just yeah, that sounds it's adorable. It's a plushie, so it's still yeah. pretty adorable. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's how Moral sees him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I if we make that, I'd buy. I bother by the shit out of that. I love popples. I miss them. Nice. All right. Another question from Modrigan. Cohen slash Neok. Is it a player decision or a mechanics thing that the beast is not player controlled? What are you uh, talking about players? I don't understand. No, no, no. You guys were in the character. I am, I'm just me. Because I'm, yep. being, I'm being That's asked right. out of character All questions. Right. So right. I'm, I'm staying out of character. Okay. Uh, no, that is not a player decision. You that is just answering snarls. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of your three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it is not. A, it was, well, I mean, choosing it was a player decision, but it is, in fact, like the, I haven't made a decision since we started. I'm, I'm blinking in Morse code <laughs> to get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but it, but it is in the book. Like, yeah, if you choose choose the Howls at the Moon thing, yeah, basically until you're tier three or yeah, I think even four, you really have zero control over your, your monster shape. It I, really is until you get to those higher levels, it is more of a disadvantage than an advantage in, in pretty much every way. I don't think you actually do get control. No, there's, there's a, well, there's a point where you, you can, can choose, you can choose when. when to change, but when you're changed, you're still technically a mindless monster. You just have a better, also a better chance of, of choosing to change yeah. back. Exactly. So, so my, my follow up question to that would be, and this is genuine. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that when you chose it or yes. did you, okay. I knew when I chose it. I basically, uh, chose him. So he, he's basically a, a wizard berserker. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's that the, that's the whole thing, and I want to get to those higher levels so that he can sort of choose to go berserk. He can go like, "All right, guys, run! I'll take care of this." You know, I, I can't wait till we actually start. We can't. I can't actually wait till we actually start rolling for you when you actually are berserk mode. Because like uh, right now, we really just have you go in berserk mode, and you're just like this massive killing machine. And he we, is, mm-hmm. and we just don't even roll for it. We're like, "Oh, he just kills everything." Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we did. We did it. I think one of the last sessions. I, yeah. I made, some, I made some rolls with this transform stats. Yes. And uh, I think that was actually, I think once I rolled to, to roll out of it, to, you know, basically I had to do the change mm-hmm. because I had no choice but to change, but I did make the roll to try and break out of it. No, I mean like just like attacking and stuff. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, but I also did, like that oh. was, I think when I was, when I ate you, I think oh, I might have, I think, I think I made a, yeah. I also think that when you reach those levels and, and can start to have a, a modicum of control that will help differentiate our characters because yeah. spoiler alert listeners morale doesn't get that type of power yeah. <laughs> morale's powers include eventually being able to see perfectly in the dark yep yep that's what we're looking forward mm-hmm. to so it'll be much more clear it's like yeah, you, you 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 have knowledge stuff and you can fight and yeah, Cohen, be so here's the thing with because you know we, we, we were talking about like the whole uh, uh sort of dick stepping thing before uh Cohen, yeah, you know, he has a you know, high train in Numenera and all that. 
but he's really meant to be more instinctive. Like mm-hmm. he's got that whole weird thing, you know, so, so he's instinctively senses when something is strange. So really his knowledge is supposed to be more instinctive. Like he sees something strange, something to Monero and, and, and he grasps it at, a, at an instinctual level where, uh, where, uh, morale would be like, no, I've read about this. I've studied. I know it's history. But that's also something that we're imposing on the game. Well, you know, no, exactly. And that's, and that's something we're, that's something yeah. we're doing. Uh, because yeah, in character, on paper, in game, on paper characters are actually really similar. Yeah, exactly. But that's, yeah. that's sort of like how, part of how I'm approaching it. Cause Cohen is meant to be this sort of like, mystical sort of force of nature thing mm-hmm. and and as he gets more powerful as he grows in, in tears he is like this yeah this literal force of nature yep. like he turn he can choose to turn into this monster or he has all his you know nano powers He's a, essentially a mm-hmm. mini hedgehog godzilla yeah and power. something else that uh something else that we should we should consider uh sorry for the out of game banter listeners uh something else that we should consider though is that we should start slowly incorporating our narrative backgrounds into the game because they do have mechanic answers to our questions at this table. So for instance, there is, um, so, so for instance, with Moral's background, um, we didn't start with this because I think it's, it's much better that we're waiting for it to organically happen, but you get to pick somebody at the table or it's assigned to you and that, and that person, when you're working together, gets a plus one because you've been on so many adventures with that person mm-hmm. that you're crazy deep diver exploring the dark shit is just second nature to them. That's really, really useful. I don't remember what it is for Billy. I think, I think there's one of them, like there's several because you can always chew them. Like one of them is like uh, one of your party has a very uncomfortable relationship with your, uh, your twin or mm-hmm. whatever, your reflection that makes you uh, uh, uncomfortable around them. Like, yep. It's not. It's not like they don't like your care, your 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 uh, your twin. Mm-hmm. It's like they like him too much, and hmm. that makes you feel weird. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like they're either mechanical things or things to get experience points yep. from. Um, and with and with uh, with with uh, Dan, there is there is a couple of things that yeah. uh, that are really really great that'll answer some of these questions. But all right, now we go to the final question for your characters mm-hmm. from Sam. Never heard of him. What is the OTP for this game? Please discuss. One true pairing? Yep. yep. One true pairing. Oh. one. It stands for one true pairing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh. What did you think it said for? MVP. <laughs> only only touch pussy. <laughs> what are you, Trump? <laughs> I didn't grab the pussy. I touched it. <laughs> A minor grace. <laughs> Yo, if this was war time, you I, wouldn't even go to the hospital. I miss, they'd stop a bandit on it. I misspoke. <laughs> I misspoke. I would never grab one. I'm Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, OTP of the game. Um, uh, Morale and her best friend Cohen. Mm. I can see it. It's a it's a it's a best friend OTP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah There's yeah, like yeah. nothing romantic no, there, but no, no, you no. are you are like because you don't have enough spice for Cohen, really. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say uh, spice or spikes? Yes. <laughs> I would say. Uh, Vekis likes Moral. Moral might like Varric. Varric hates Moral. <laughs> and it's just, it, it, I just think it would be funny because it'd be a, a two-person love, lover's triangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though. It's three Varric personalities, two people. Yeah. yeah. Varric doesn't like Vekis that way because that's just a slash fiction. I don't <laughs> Classic love triangles are the, they do not connect at all. Oh, that's right, cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Let's think Edward about Twilight, and, yeah, yeah. Edward yeah. and Jacob would have a really weird time to each other. Yeah, okay. 
I get it. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone on the internet has ever explored that. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Untapped. Untapped. Un- untapped uh, potential. Yeah. He certainly is untapped. Hey. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notice how we're not all bringing up Tagos. Hmm? Like, Tagos is old. That's what's worse. <laughs> he is so old. Tagos yeah. and the man in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tagos and the man at the bar. Oh. oh. Staring at the bottom Tagos of the Tagos and the watcher. <laughs> don't, don't put me into this. <laughs> Too late. You can be my. You can be my Valentine under the under the bridge. <laughs> Bring the beans. <laughs> the watcher is now the hillbilly. The watcher is just a homeless man. <laughs> I'll take a pop in the mouth for a sandwich. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> could you? Wait, could you act like the watcher but do the voice I like? <laughs> I'm the watcher. Uh, your friend is on a. Your friend isn't dead. Is on a quest. <laughs> No, 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 no. Like, the, uh, the uh, Edwin. Edwin. Oh, as Edwin. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, as, yeah, uh, yeah, as, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So, like, as the as Moral and Vekis, Varric and Cohen walk in past the past the threshold into the tower. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I am the watcher. <laughs> Where, where's Cohen? Rizian. Rizian. Chose great power. <laughs> Your friend is on a quest. <laughs> to where I don't know. <laughs> but I can assure you, you will see him again. <laughs> if you leave, you will remember nothing. <laughs> oh my god. The watcher needs to be Edwin. Also, watch- don't forget, don't worry about the way. <laughs> I saw what happened. It could happen anyway. <laughs> I guess we should talk about the whale. I mean, remember when you made us kill those people? Everybody? Like that's another. I guess that's guys, do you remember that time? <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think it's just important for us to bring up. Like there was one problem we ran into is when we killed like everybody, and Hazus is like, "Oh no, those people were going to be dead in, like a year anyways," and we're like, "But we." It doesn't matter. We still. Fu- it's like saying, like, hey, there's a hospital full of people. They're all probably going to die in a couple of years. So you can burn it down. There's, like, no – it doesn't really tie to yeah. you. You did the, nothing wrong. The irony yeah. there – the irony with Whaleton is remember what the linchpin for us ending the first Numenera game was. Oh, yeah. When we killed, killed like, a town. <laughs> it was, like, 50 people. Yeah, it was, like, 50 people. And, they, and it's, like, and like, why were you chasing the woman? And he's, like, because oh, I stole from them. And we're, like, oh. So we just killed those people. <laughs> and you're like, do you think they had kids waiting for them? Like, no, they're, they're pervy kobolds. Yeah, pervy kobolds. It's fun. And then we cut to Whaleton. And then what was our angle? That, I mean, we, we were... Well, we were trying to get a... Um, a Cohen was going nuts because something mm-hmm. was calling yeah. to him. Yep. Uh, we were trying to get a piece of the whale because we found out that blocked the signals to the thingamajiggy. Relentless Reaper, yeah. Yeah, for the <clears throat> Reaper uh, against oh, Morale. Okay, yeah. So we were genuinely trying to save Morale. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we so, go down there. You go nuts and start ripping out. And we're like, oh. Because yeah, the whale starts talking to me and me and the whale are kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it would suck to have a town built on your back. And you deserve <laughs> to go back down to the ocean. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you out, buddy. And, and you did. And, and I did. Then, and then you're so like, I feel good about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you, we do that and we're all leaving and then you're like, okay, so this thing's like slowly sinking and Hayes is like, oh no, it's going down right, right now. We're like, but we didn't really, we didn't want this. How can we stop it? And he's like, well, you want to stop it? You freed a whale. We're like, no, no, we don't, we don't want this. Yeah, it's what like kind of heat up fucking shit. Yeah. Like, 
Like, it's just like, but they would have died in like five years anyways, <laughs> like when this thing died. It's like, yeah, but it's not like the thing would just finally just go down. They would, uh, would die and they're like, okay, well, this thing sucks. Like, everybody get in the boat and let's get an evacuation. Like, that was the, that was the hard thing for us. Like, we, like, all, I'll give like, you that, we, yes. we killed like countless people. <laughs> That's another I thing. I freed a whale. <laughs> you freed a whale. We killed countless people. Because yep. yep. at one point, like, you were tearing things up and we were, like, fighting Rizians, man. We're like, no, we're, leave our friend alone. He's doing the right thing. And then it's like, oh, no, Rizian was right. Like, yeah. it was kind of hard to kind of hate Rizian where, yes, he was doing it for power. But I think it was a little bit of him. He was a little pissed that we killed, like, a lot of his people. Yeah, yeah no, that's fair. It's kind of like the new uh, Walking Dead spoiler alert when Negan like gets all those people on their uh, knees and starts says he's going to kill one of them. It's like, well, he's not really the bad guy. You literally spent this entire season killing his men because other people told you there he was bad. You didn't try calm, talking to him. It's like, so the only thing he's going to ask from you is like to beat one of you to death. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, it's like, like if Hillary wins, and you know we all know we're eventually going to reach peak oil. Don't burn down America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So that was like that was that was the that was one thing that just just know your, what your players are able to do because like I remember like was like the next uh, episode we're like so how are you guys doing like what's your character do I was like I guess I just hug myself and cry <laughs> for three years like just know what your character's breaking point is because sure. uh, with new era it is very easy to play murder hobo <laughs> yep. uh, like any other game yeah because they stumbled no, into yeah. it twice <laughs> <laughs> really they, yeah yeah murder hobo well, we went from murder hobo to mass murder <laughs> yeah. so we reached Upgrade. tier two exclusively yeah, in murder it, hobo it is very easy to, in role playing games to go to murder hobo status um, murder hobo. but it's it, it, but Numenera does make it a lot easy uh, easier with that um, just just know what your character if your character are looking to be like murder hobos or if they're looking to be human mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, and I also I think that this is um, a case where the system says it's one thing and in practice it's very easy to make it another thing is it the system or is it Jesus <laughs> well no this is like, like David brought up earlier this is supposed to be a game about exploration huge chunk of the book is dedicated to and here's how you can kill people Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Most, and, of, like, most of your powers again, and like abilities physically are stronger like... than the average bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's very easy for us to like not realize our own strength at tier one. But the good news is, be, like, you, you can, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the good yeah. news is, as a player, like you could always they have that rule is like you could always just say like I'm tr- I'm not trying to kill this person. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is not like uh, I don't know vampires. Like I punch him for. Eight points of aggravated damage. He's dead. He's like, a red mist. <laughs> he's a red mist. He was a. You punched a toddler. It's like you know, it, it enumerates all of these ways that you can kill or hold back and not kill people, and then gives you a half-assed skills list that would allow you to do anything else. Yeah, yeah, and th- th- we get back to the Numenera thing. It's a game about exploration when really the exploration would lead you funneled to one skill, mm-hmm. Numenera. Generally. And uh, so to get back to that question of recommendation for – we're going to keep running, jumping back to that. I am. Yeah. Uh, recommendation for new storytellers. Big letters. The game is about exploration because, yes, there is fighting in the game and stuff like that. But it's also a, a combat and adventure and the, the, the violent aspect of adventure is – it permeates this pastime. It does. It does. It, it, and for a very good reason. We're talking, you know, we're not, we're, we're challenging thousands of years of, <laughs> of heroic stories. So we're not going to suddenly get pacifist the reckoning, but we are, or pacifist the high fighting. But, but yeah, the game about is about discovery and that discovery can have violent nature. Like, so for instance, it can be like discovery. I want to discover if I am tough enough to be the strongest fighter. Like that's totally valid, but 
the game is supposed to be about, you know, discovery. And so because of that, I feel like we did discover something. We discovered when that, you release a whale with a town yeah. on it. No, we just we discovered something about Cohen and yeah. Enoch. Like we joked about Enoch before. Now we don't joke. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Enoch is effectively Neoch. Yeah. Uh, Neoch. Sorry, Neoch. He, he's a monster. Yeah, yep. he, he's a monster. He's a grenade with he's a monster. And even the even the non-monster side, even Cohen himself, he clearly doesn't see himself as human. He he and empathized. He's also my <laughs> but he empathized more with the whale than with the people. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, in his mind, he's, he's the only one in the party that, even though he's the most responsible one for mm-hmm. what happened, he's the only one in the party that's had zero nightmares about and it. And remember, not only the whale, he also identified with the Cerberus tail as well. Yep. So he seems definitely more with the beasts of the world than actual human people. Exactly. He, he oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we're, and that's something, yeah. That, yeah, the rest of the party is going like, but that hmm. also kind of like, uh, goes back to like, us knowing that we have to stick together. I mean, think about it. Yeah, like, that is that like, is if you have given if you have given us a vote and say like, do you want to sink the whale? You know, this happens. You're right. Then it's like no. Then it's kind of like on all of us. Cohen was the one that killed all those people. <laughs> Cohen did it. It was all Cohen. <laughs> yeah. Why would our characters want to be around a person who would kill an entire, not even just an entire village? You said there were like tears of the on this thing. There was like thousands of people. Why would our characters want to live with someone who is not only just like if he felt bad, but Cohen himself is like, no, I more empathize with the whale. That's a very unique thing. But my character would be like, I don't want to be I don't want to know you. It's kind of like yeah, it reminds true, me of basically true. like once to get back to get back to to vampire. And I'm going to keep going back to vampire because it's a game we all share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um yeah, it's a game we all share. Uh It would be like playing. It, it would be like playing normal people, except for one of us is a sabbat. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, like, oh yeah, we're playing vampire. Everything's like we're all normal, have a good time. Mm-hmm. But one of us is a, a is a zimitsi, and we walk into his apartment, and he skinned an entire like kindergarten <laughs> group for his rug. And yeah, like I don't want to be around you. Why? It's, I did this, I'm, but why would I want to be around with a guy with a kindergarten rug? <laughs> because you're you haven't seen me wear it yet. Yeah. As I listen to music, yeah. tuck my dick in, and then dance around. <laughs> Would you fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. High five. <laughs> Yeah, Goddamn so, close. So that that that's kind of like the, the. I think we're beyond that now. We've already figured out the whale situation. Yes. Like we've already moved past that. But I think sometimes when you're playing like a long term game, those kind of situations arise when you're like, my character should walk away. I feel like I'm I, I'm not being true to my character by staying. Sure. I feel like being. I feel like stepping back from the game actually helped you guys like solidify a rapport because mm-hmm. I've been listening since. Uh, you know, since we started, but I've been actively and selfishly loving listening to this game because the ball was already rolling, but then you guys got to coalesce as a group without me there. And so I got to listen to what our listeners get to hear, which is like a completely outside perspective. It's great. And I think that you guys have the, you guys have the roadwork to be able to over, you know, overcome a very big, uh, obstacle. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what, I mean, whale, if you could draw a line, if you drew a timeline of all the stuff that the, the long shot is done, I think that you'd have to put a special colored pin in Whaleton and then try to figure out where the story branches off from there. Uh, because it would be like if Barry Gordy from the, what was that flash? Barry, what's Barry Allen. Allen. Where's Barry Gordy from? Uh, Barry Allen. Um, I like, made that up. I think that was like Jesus making up those names. <laughs> <laughs> Flim flam Um, uh, if you, if like during, uh, during like the first Flash season one. of Flash, he just blew up the city. 
<laughs> and then it would be like no, it would be um like uh uh um Rick and Morty. It would be like uh, Rick and Morty, like do something totally destructive, sidestep into another dimension that's just like the old one you didn't break yet. You know, like you still have to you still have to wrestle with that. Um, keep some are safe. Yeah, keep some are safe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you my testicles, Summer. How are my testicles? <laughs> you all have children like him. Anyways. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, any other questions? We kind of we kind of maundered on. Yeah, that yeah, one. we that was actually the last official question. Okay, so that's I guess where we end this, this first Numenera GTRT for tier one. Yay! Right. Yay. So, um, so are so there for tier any... two? I'm aiming to kill two whales. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, genocidal war hobos, <laughs> uh, murder hobos. Next game. Do you say yeah. gen- gen- genocidal war ho- warthog? I, I was going to go for murder hobos and when went to war. Hobos, yeah. So there's going to be a war next game. I'm just putting that out there. Genocidal warbles. <laughs> uh, do your characters have any sort of on the you know on the top level on the superficial level objectives that you want to share with the listeners? Right uh, now? My character wants to figure out how to keep his brother and him separate because according to those twins he met. Uh, they used to be twins, and they got merged into one. So I think it was they got merged. Into no, they were one. They were split into two. Oh yeah, they were one. They got split into two, and now it's hard. They can't. They can no longer go into one. He's afraid that if he remains still stuck into one, because uh, what I'm going to start playing it a little bit is that both their personalities are going to start mingling a little bit. Um, so he is going to feel like he's losing uh, the brother. Uh, Vekas and Varric is going to be feel like they're just becoming one person. That's going to scare him. He's going to. That's going to be like the biggest drive of no. I need to separate because if not, I'm going to become one person, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're both going to be dead. It's not going to be like oh, I become Vekas. It's like no, I become like a combination of my brother. We're going to be something else, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. Cool. I got nothing. Okay, find your people. Well, yeah, I, that's that, that's not new. Mm-hmm. That's that is the continuing goal. <laughs> Prove that the world is not just one giant Pangea. <laughs> well, no, there's also kind of the figuring out, like, I would say, like, what the hell your people are worshipping now. Like, mm-hmm. the girl with the tattoos and there's, yeah, like, a tentacle. Yeah, yeah your, your people are not religious at all. Gotta just got, yeah, gotta figure that out. Yeah, yeah. like, that, that That was a little bit weird, I mm-hmm. remember. Did you ever figure out what it was about the whale that kept that thing from, from finding you? I no, we haven't. No? You're just, just racking up problems. It's bad, but I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because you got captured and then you lost your necklace. Yeah. And you're like, give me back my necklace. Give me back my necklace. <laughs> Wasn't it um, – isn't it the thing that we also said like, you know, the necklace might not be a permanent solution or something like that? Like it might just be a temporary kind of yeah, – it, might, it might fade after a while. Yeah. So. Go find another whale. <laughs> Come on, I'm on that. I just love the idea that um, I love the idea that when you don't have the necklace, it's the equivalent of Grand Theft Auto. Your stars go to five. <laughs> it's like tank. You just drop. You're like, oh, and over the crest of it, the tank just rolls in. I just imagine, like, as soon as you lose the necklace, there's the rolling super and space going, eyes flashing, <laughs> just, just like yeah, fuck space, <laughs> space. Um, uh, for mine, uh, to be quite honest, I don't know if I'm going to continue. To live. With... No, I don't know if I'm going to continue with Tagos. Um, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I talked to, uh, with Jesus. I, I kind of like dropped, dropped you a line about that, but, um, because when I stepped back, um, I needed a break from, uh, uh from role playing. And again, this, uh, I didn't realize I was going to have so much fun listening to you guys. Um, no, that's not a dig. That is genuinely like, I don't, I, I don't listen to us sounds me. Um, but, <clears throat> but, uh, but Tagos, 
you know, he's a telekinetic and he's a charlatan and stuff like that. And I feel like that's pretty worn ground for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm still on the on the fence because there's so many books out for Numenera. Do I want to switch them out um, or do I want him to come back? Um, yeah, because yeah. the um, because under the con- the circumstances of his disappearance, which uh, Jesus and I have worked out, you could also close the story, and that's kind of how I, I I designed it. I just want to make sure yeah. we as long as we figure out why uh, Tegos had pictures of uh, my character, mm-hmm. that's as all all I ask is like even if we close oh, right, it out, he did. He, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, here's a secret going on. I want to yep, know yeah, yeah. Mostly spank bank, honestly. Um, yeah. Cohen, do you have any uh, wants or needs? Uh, more uh, whales. <laughs> Murder all the whales. I got you. more whales. To, more whales. To no, free. whales are free. Yeah, no, I'm not murdering the whales. Whales are my people. It's, uh, You're just like hacking up another like weird brain like circuitry thing, mm-hmm. like in the eyes of an angel. <laughs> uh, but not Cohen's main thing. It's just like he's 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 he's. He's still trying to figure out about himself. He's still trying to gain more control about himself. There should be a but movie, he's also a movie poster says like free whale ten. It's, like, it's Cohen on like the holding up his hand and like the whale, the whale going over. over. And it's you people see, like, falling the, off the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The talented artists that are listening, uh, get on. Yeah, that. No, talented artists need to. I, I do do this for me, for me, for David. Uh, draw a pixelated version of, of like SimCity 2000, but it's on the back of a whale with the cursor lingering over the like disaster mm-hmm. button, and it's just an 8-bit pixelated Cohen yeah. standing there with spikes out. Um, but yeah, no, he's, it, it, I think the only thing where I want him to sort of progress a little bit more is have him start gaining that uh, empathy with, with normal people. Or at least, you know, people that are not meant to end, you know, sing the song that ends the world. <laughs> and I also really like the idea of you gaining the empathy, but not you as a player wanting that to happen, but the character being like, no, 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 The character wants something like that. Like I said, he, he's been known to in character answer, like, hi, I'm, you know, like you guys are like, hey, I'm here to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling around. It's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a student. It's like, oh, I will sing the song that with that, we are going to end this preliminary session with two bits of important news. Okay. Number one, next week we're taking a break, so the, sadly there will be no numerary session next week, people. Number two, at the end of this particular episode will be a new song by Daniel Allardyce for Tier 2 of Numenera. Give it a listen. Go to his page. Get a few likes. Maybe send some money his way because he deserves it. Uh, any sure last words before we head out? Um, uh, gosh, uh, I feel like we should leave with a question. Really? What was your favorite? What, what was your favorite scene from scene uh, from uh, season one? Great idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. There we go. Thanks for listening, listeners, and good night. Do 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 do.